and welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee. And I'm your host, Brett Dice. Please subscribe to Digital Coffee, the gaming brew, because there are now a couple different ones on all your favorite podcasting apps. Leave a five-star review if you can. It will really greatly help with getting to the number one spot in the leisure category. But, oh, also happy Friday to everybody. I know it's been, well, for me, it feels like a long week. But happy Friday to everyone. And this week, I'm going to be talking about The Witcher 3 update, next-gen update that's supposed to come next week. Also, Battlefield 2042, we're going to talk about the next wave of it. Overwatch, as always. Or actually, this is going to be actually more more funny. The headlines that came from Kotaku. It's going to be two articles that I found quite hilarious. Talk about High on Life, Diablo 2 Resurrected Season 3, also going to be talking about Final Fantasy 16. And then we're talking about the updates of season two and the update of season three on Overwatch 2 and Battlefield 2042 because they both launched or are going to launch recently. Overwatch 2, not until next week. And Battlefield 2042 not, is already out right now. But anyways, get your coffee cups ready. Let's get on with the show. Mmm, that's good. All right, first up is Battlefield 2042 Season 4. We'll get a new Battle Pass hardware and the final specialist. So it looks like, I guess, two years are going to be done. I mean, I'm not really quite sure. There's supposed to be Season 4 and Season 5. And after that's after Update 3.2 launches in early 2023. But we will finally get the classes that we actually wanted since the beginning some new hardware which is great but it feels like it's kind of after five they're they're going to be done with it for whatever reason i'm not really quite sure why because here's the thing about dice games they get better over time they don't they aren't great in the beginning but they get a lot better over time and that's the problem with ea is that they pull the plug too quickly and the gears don't run really well until eventually like year one, year two, and then they pull the plug and it's like, you have all this development costs that you guys did. And now you just kind of went, eh, eh I'm good. We're going to go with the battlefield, whatever the next one's going to be. So it's interesting to see it. Now I'm kind of like wondering why they haven't really done with anything with the, with the battlefield was the, portion that added the old games and all the old weapons as well and they haven't really done much to that of bringing some more old maps to it because that could actually bring in more people and they keep on saying they want live services but they don't actually do any live service type things they still do the two-year cycle and they're out so what they should do is a bigger roadmap even if it does poorly do a bigger roadmap and maybe bring it into what it actually should be. But like I said, I don't understand why they pull the plug so quickly. They do this with Anthem when they're trying to redo it. And if they just sit there, make it better if it's terrible and then make it good, people will come back for a while and not just abandon it. But they may be abandoning it. And the funny part is, is that when the new battlefield comes out, people will probably be like battlefield 2042 is so good. Ah, and it's just, it's just funny. Like, I just don't get it. But yes, we're going to have a season four, season five. Beyond that, 
not really quite sure after year one. I'm really not seeing much development coming after that. They're probably working on the next one. All right, moving on to Amnesia, and it's coming back in an open world form with a gun set in World War One. It's going to be on Steam as well, but it's going to be interesting to see that it actually is going to have a gun this time around because the older ones didn't. They relied on light. It was a very interesting type of horror game. I don't like horror very much, but teach its own. <laughs> I am debating if I want to play Callisto Protocol because I always get freaked out. But this should be interesting to see, especially in an open world format and Horror games in open world format could be very scary or could be very bland and just jump scares. So we'll see because usually horror games have been very tightly controlled, very tight corridors for the most part to bring in that scare. So it should be interesting to see how well that's actually going to do it, what they do with it, and how do they keep the horror up so you can be scared always or Become me and be freaked out about your Android phone because Alien Isolation had Androids in it. But teach his own. All right, moving on to the Witcher 3 next gen update. This is going to be a very interesting thing to see. I'm actually really excited for it. Now, this isn't a remake of the game. It's still going to be in the same engine as it was before. So don't expect the Unreal Engine on this one. And why should you? It's it's a great game and the Red Engine when it, they did use it, was pretty good as well. But this one will actually have ray tracing, global illumination, reflection, ambient collusion, and shadows on PC. And it, it still looks beautiful for what it is. They will actually have an ultra plus setting, increased draw distances, foliage density, background character detail, asset quality, and more texture resolution and increased environment gain new geometric detail. Uh, the next gen update will support DLSS 3 if you actually have the 4000 series, but that's only for those that have the 4000 series. And the Witcher next gen will be very RT heavy or ray tracing heavy, so be on the lookout for that. But this does come out December 14th, so you got a you, you've got a few weeks until it actually comes out. But I again, I'm very excited for this. I love The Witcher 3. I think I played this game like three or four times, beat it three or four times because it was so good. And I'm glad to see that they actually just uplifted it anyways. It's not a huge thing, but it's still something great to see. Hopefully the hair works is gone because it looked like spaghetti strings on Geralt's hair. It looked, it looked kind of funny. It didn't look great. It was one of those new things the hair works oh it looks realistic and i'm like yeah it doesn't look great but we will see what happens with this how well it looks and like kind of the kind of impressions between the original and this one and seeing the comparisons between both of them all right moving on to high on life and it's coming to the xbox game pass on launch day december 13th and this should be very interesting it feels like a very Rick and Morty type of a game, very crazy, zany, and a lot of jokes there. I'm not really quite sure if the jokes land or not because we actually have to play the game, but it looks really interesting. I actually am kind of excited to play this. It's like a first-person shooter games with guns that actually talk back to you, kind of like in Cyberpunk. There was one gun that actually talked back to you as well, but this one 
it looks very vibrant, very full of life. Like I said, I am very interested to see how well this actual this actually does when it comes out. And if it's going to be good, if it's going to be bad, we'll see on that one. But from all, all I've read, it looks fun. It looks engaging. It looks funny to a certain extent. And I'm excited to play it. All right, with a new segment that basically should be a little bit fun. It's basically. And this one is basically. They are the funniest gaming serious news magazine that I've ever heard. So the first one is report big game companies like Square Enix and Roblox are ignoring climate change. Because game worlds really need to talk about real life things, especially Roblox is nothing to do with climate change whatsoever. But yes, it sh we should, it should definitely do it in Square Enix. Yes, their fictitious game worlds should talk about our climate change. It's just, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Who cares? I'm here to play a game, not to care about real world life events while I'm playing a game to escape from that stuff. It just doesn't make any sense. Every time it's like, we need to come back to real life. It's like, I go away to play games and then come back to real life. It's not the other way around. But the other interesting one was Overwatch 2 continues franchise tradition of putting characters in cop skins because cops are so bad. Yes, cops are really bad. As seen by the last crime stats that violent crimes and everything else is on the rise Cops are bad. Yes. It's just one another thing. It's like you guys are on the wrong side of everything. And then you all of a sudden do this stupid thing. And it's like cops are good because cops keep the crime and the violent criminals away from us. That's what we want. People go to places to feel safe, not to not feel safe from crime. And if they don't feel safe, guess what they do? They buy guns. One way or another, you're going to, you're going to find a way to feel safe. And this is just, this is another one of the dumbest articles I've ever read. Who cares if it's a cop skin? It looks kind of cool to be honest with you, but who cares? Overwatch, especially the heroes are here to bring order. Cops are there to bring order. That's how this works. And the dumbest thing I've ever heard of is this stupid thing. Who cares? Don't buy the skin. It's not mandatory that you wear the skin. It's not even mandatory. You buy the skin. It's $10. I mean, I wouldn't buy it for 10 bucks, but it's still, it's $10. Don't buy the skin. Who cares? They have a lot of skins. Like, why is this such a big deal? All right, moving on to Diablo 2 Resurrected. Season 3 is going to start early February 2023. It will end June 2023 as well. And like I said, this one is like all the other ones, just trying to get people to actually still play the game. The game is great. Diablo 2 is one of the best games to actually play, especially for action RPGs since Blizzard basically created the action RPGs or at least popularized them to the very least. And it's great because the Diablo 2 Resurrected, you can see the old graphics with the new graphics you want to. You can tab back and forth if you want to do that as well. But it'll be interesting to see what this actually does, what new loot there will be there, what other offers it does with leveling up fresh characters if you want to with season three, 
what other things with uh, basically timed events, things you can actually play. This is a very fun, like I said, very fun game if you like that stuff. But we'll see how well this actually does. Blizzard, unfortunately, does not have a good track record of remakes on their games as per Warcraft 3. It was supposed to be a remake, then kind of wasn't a remake. It was a very weird thing that was going on with that one. All right, moving on to Final Fantasy 16, and it's going to include torture, prostitution, drug use, and other mature things in this one. So this is going to be a way more mature game than their previous ones, because the previous ones kind of sort of had it, but it didn't really have it. It still was very lighthearted, mostly because in the early days, Square Enix in the Final Fantasy series was on Nintendo, and Nintendo doesn't really like adult mature themes because it's mostly bred for younger people and they just don't want to do that which is which i support but this time around it is just that they want to be more mature about this they and gamers are older nowadays gamers want more mature themes and seen by the witcher series they really want more mature themes so this is just a natural evolution for this so we should be interesting to see what this actually entails, how they're going to deal with prostitution, all the mature themes. Is it going to be a good addition to the series or is it going to be just kind of like an add-in and it's just kind of a terrible thing that they should have probably just removed? We'll see. Final Fantasy games are usually well-reviewed, so I'm not really that concerned about it. But like I said, we'll see in the long run. And moving on to the Witcher 3 remake, and this is the original one. So the original Witcher was released in the early 2000s. It used the old Aurora engine from Bioware, who used that in their older RPG games. And it was a great game. It was very slow in the beginning, but it picked up after a while. Very confined game. There was no open-worldness to it as much. It still had some pretty big levels, but it was still just a confined space. And you had to do things to go to the next map or level or whatever you want to call it. The combat system was way different from Witcher 3. It had these different types of, I guess, styles. And you use these different types of styles depending on who you're fighting against. Very interesting way of playing it as opposed to what it is now. So there is that as well. But the remake is really not going to be out until after... The Witcher 4 is released. Now, The Witcher 4 is going to be on the Unreal 5 engine, as with The Witcher Remake. It seems to me it's not going to be that far. It's not that far along. But in the end, this probably will be a really great game because even with the Red Engine, they had other problems. But the Red Engine was still really good. They had mod tools. And I'm hoping with the Unreal Engine, they will have mod tools as well. But this one will have even more mods because everybody knows how to use the Unreal Engine. It's probably the most dominating engine in the gaming industry. Tim Sweeney. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're harking up the wrong tree when you talk about other companies having dominating stuff in their industry. But anyways, I'm excited to see both of them coming out. I love the Witcher series. I love what they've done with it way better than this TV show or the Netflix adaption of it because Netflix adaption fun but not as great as the actual gaming series is. So we'll see where this comes along. We'll see how bad or good it's going to be as well, because given the track record of cyberpunk 2077, 
Great game, a lot of bugs. Hopefully it won't be a lot of bugs this time around, but there still will always be bugs. All right, moving on to Warhammer 40,000. Darktide is finally out, and you can play it. And there's a, there was a big day one patch. I think it was it was several gigs. It was quite beefy, but you can finally play the game. The game, from the little I've played with it, runs great, runs somewhat smooth. Loading is quite a bit on that one, but I did play the beta testing, so this could have actually helped with the loading times on this one, but very fun game, very fun to play with and very just interesting in a way of, instead of the medieval side of it, this is the future with laser guns and still melee weapons as well. So it should be interesting to see how well people take to this one as opposed to their other one, but they do have a good track record of making these four player co-op type style games and I'm pretty sure this one's just going to be as good as Reminder and Reminder 2. So we'll see how well this actually does. All right, moving on to Assassin's Creed Valhalla's final update teases the future of the series. That's right. It's going to have a tie-in with Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is going to be the new one that's coming out. And since the ever-expanding, I guess, universe of Assassin's Creed, it, Assassin's Creed has been the weirdest brand I've ever seen because it started off as this like futuristic, your DNA transports you back into the past and you relive your ancestor's journey as an assassin. And it had this Abstergo was the big, mighty, terrible pharmaceutical company. And then eventually that, and uh, that ended with Ezio basically. And it kind of just, it still had that, but it was more about just being in there. The breaks where you come out of the animus and you do whatever you need to do with human. But I mean, it didn't really matter anymore. And it's weird that they kept on trying to push that since given the fact that it just doesn't really matter at all. But I'm glad to see that we get to see an end to Ivar's journey. If male or female, it doesn't really matter and get to see the tie in with Mirage and see where that's going to lead the assassins this way. I would like to see them do another like Assassin's Creed where the guy turns bad but we only got one of those and that was just an offshoot. But anyways, should be interesting to see what Mirage is going to offer us, but this is the last one, last update we will see from them. And then it will be off to Mirage after that. All right, moving on to Overwatch 2 and the season two update. So new hero is gonna be coming on December 6th. Ramada, he's very interesting. He's got like this, I guess they call it the flow tank where he has this like poke long, medium distant range weapon and, or yeah, weapon. And then he has this like bulkier one that he can do different things with his bulkier one can go through barriers. He can make his own barriers. It's at least 900 over 900 health on that one. His ultimate can last all game. As long as you have an enemy just leeching off it for damage as well. He looks very interesting, but you also have the Greek mythology skins. You're also going to have twitch, twitch drops as well. And you will have, we'll have new maps to play or old maps that are new maps. I don't like this map rotation. Nobody likes this map rotation. It gets old, it gets stale, but they're probably doing this to work on the PVE. So 
we're getting it. I'm hoping they just stop doing that because it's just very annoying. I want to play all the maps that we can play. I don't want to play these certain maps and be like, play these certain maps for a while and I go, okay, I'm all, I'm tired of this already. Let me play other maps because there's just not enough maps right now. But there is a new map with this one. Shambhala Monast Monastery as well. Looks very interesting. I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm excited to see how overpowered the tank is and the changes to Doomfist is going to get a change. Sim's going to get a change. Junker Queen needs a change as well. And what they're going to do to balance them out because Doomfist doesn't really be played and the Sojourn nerfs, what they're going to be doing to her because she is very powerful in any game you really play. Now it depends on the player's ability, but if they can land headshots, she can team wipe and it gets very annoying at playing against her regardless of what character you play with. So like I said, I'm really interested to see where this goes and the $10 battle pass, which I'll probably get again. I did enjoy playing that, but like I said, this should be interesting to see where this goes and what the future looks like for tank or just heroes design in general. I think this is a good change to it. There is a barrier, but it's a barrier not on cooldown, not like Sigma or Reinhardt. That is a more Overwatch 1 design. This is going to be a Ramada is a very Overwatch 2 design. So we're going to see what the tank design is going to be moving forward. I still think Reinhardt needs a bit of a change to actually do anything with, but like I said, we'll see what happens with this, but Doomfist should be looked at quite heavily to see what they can do with him because he is severely terrible unless you really know how to play him. He's a very hard character to actually master, easy to understand, hard to master type of a thing. I would even say that with Somber right now because she's good, somewhat not as good as she was before. I, I still am against the 40, the going from 40% damage buff to a 25% damage buff when hacked, but that's, but you can still work with it. You can still get, you just have to play her very differently. But anyways, excited to see where this goes. And I'm going to be playing this once this comes out. I don't play as much as I used to overwatch Two because there's just not really much, to play with like i said you you play the maps that you've played in this rotation for a few months and you kind of get older them and you kind of want to play the other maps then you have to wait for the new map pool to play the other maps and i'm really hoping they just get rid of the map pool eventually and just let us play all the maps just gives us a better variety in general but moving on to season three of battle season two sorry season two of battlefield 2042 and this is great we got new map new map designs or redesigns from the vanilla ones vanilla maps feel good and just the new hero and his airburst just helps with the crowd control and just players hiding because that gets annoying too when they hide around corners of course it's annoying for you when they kill you because you're hiding around corners too so it just brings in a new depth and balance. The shotgun feels good. The shotgun is very powerful. Might have to tweak that one a little bit. But all in all, it's great. The new map's great. The new map is more infantry focused, which I, I like the variety of this one. I feel like Battlefield 2042 right now is where it should have been at launch 
but probably once we hit season three and 3.1 update, that's when it should should have been launched with the new map redesigns. The map redesigns brings a lot more variety and more, an easier way of staying alive with a lot more just stuff to hide behind. Plus it feels more war torn than before. So it feels like there was wars here and not just, oh, well, it looks clean and and refreshing and brisk and just that stuff just helps quite a bit. I still wish they would add more old games to it as well, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think after five, they might just abandon it and you're just going to have to deal with five like they did with Battlefront 2, which they sort of kept supporting. But it's EA. They don't understand live service at all whatsoever, and they need a new plan for this one. And basically, if a game is a dud, try to bring it back to life. And you can see actually sales prop up quite a bit that way. But that's my thing. I think Season 2 is going to be great for Overwatch 2. And I think Season 2 is already great for Battlefield 2042. And it's finally in a place that you can actually play this and enjoy it. But what do you think? Do you think this is a great thing for Battlefield 2042? Or are you like, I'm still staying away from this game. This game's not great. And for Overwatch 2, are you hopeful for Season 2? Let me know in the comments below. But as always, thank you for listening to Digital Coffee. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee and all your favorite podcasting apps with a five-star review and leave a comment as well on there. But join me next week to talk about what's going on in the gaming industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Have a good start to December. And I'll see you next week. Later.